will praise the movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm about to say I don't really know that one that well. You didn't watch Black Panther. Black Panther? Yeah, I said Black Panther. Oh, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about the actual Black like the group. I'm no, I didn't watch that either. It's a movie too, but I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. No, I was like, why is she so quiet? <laughs> yeah, I see like that. I don't remember what you said no more. <laughs> I was just sitting here like, Black Panther, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> minorities in entertainment in living color comes to mind this is one of those tv programs comedy sketches that starred several family members of the wayne family and jim carrey kelly cofield and introduced rap hip-hop cultures and so on this show was very familiar throughout the black community and many shows like this made a difference throughout the world. Here with me to talk more about the entertainment industry when it comes to minorities is Desi Rose. She also has her podcast and it is called Gray Talks Off Grid. We are doing a part one on here, which you're listening to now. And there's a part two on her podcast as well. So check that out after you're done listening to this one. Again, it is Great Talks Off Grid Podcast. All right, so let's get started on this episode now. Welcome, Desi Rose. Hi, Tia. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to talk about minorities in the entertainment industry and the stereotypes that come along with it. So first, the first show that I wanted to talk about was all of the black sitcoms that we grew up with, like Martin and Fresh Prince. Whenever those shows came on, whenever you were younger, how did that actually make you feel? Well, honestly, it made me feel, it made me feel really good. It made me feel like like, I could relate to these shows. I understood the jokes. I understood, you know, the characters, the plot line. Like, I understood what was going on 
within the show because I couldn't relate to the show. Right. Yeah. And we know that there was tons of black nineties shows, but as we got older, it became less as a focus in the entertainment industry, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, we did watch Fresh Prince, Martin, A Different World, and Sanford and Son was even older than those shows. But I would like to talk about Disney and Nickelodeon and younger shows for younger audience. Were there a lot of diversity whenever it came to what we actually grew up with? Well... Honestly, I mean, that's a little bit, I guess it's a little bit of a slippery slope. So, no, not really. Um, even though a lot of shows, they, they did have, like, you know, there'd be, like, one black character or one Asian character or one Hispanic character. Um, they It was harder, I guess, to kind of, I guess, connect with the shows because when you're younger, you're used to seeing, like, especially on Disney, you know, white characters who portray... I'm not even sure if they honestly portray even the lives of, of white people or, or anything like that. But, yeah, they, they weren't really that relatable. You know, the plot wasn't always there. The message wasn't really always there. Just something more for entertainment, I guess. Just yeah. something to watch. Yeah, yeah. And people say all the time that living single is the black version of friends or friends is the white version of living single so i, I can see that i definitely yeah. see that i love uh i love living single it's my favorite like show of all time and um uh, well other than martin i was really a big fan of martin but it, my brother on the other hand he would always watch friends and i was i would always want to watch you know, living singles so i can see that correlation there yeah yeah and i i mean going back to our childhood with like shows like victorious and um other shows like that with like one black character like you said the black character or the the character that's a minority would always be stereotyped as the same character if that makes sense they would always have the same like a similar plot line for the character so like the they would they would never be the main character one of the main characters they would always be like a sub character or just I don't know like the funny friend or just you know something like that yeah the friend that's the sidekick the sidekick if yeah, I mean, yeah the sidekick <laughs> <laughs> yeah the <laughs> but I would say I will say that as like the years went on and on I know. Like in the beginning, it was just, you know, uh, Caucasians on the screen. And then we added, you know, other people of color and things like that. As years went on, there were more, there were more films and shows put together that did star just minorities. And it did get as much credit as, as the majority. It's not uncommon to, to, for like shows that have uh, minority groups in the shows or, you know, to fe- the shows that feature them or movies that feature them not do as well. I find it to be strange because, you know, 
it, I don't I don't understand why that dynamic is there or why that situation happens, especially when there are even if you just think about the like the minority groups, like you would think that a lot of minority groups will want to see you know more people that look like them or act like them or have the same background or come from those backgrounds in the movies and shows, and you would think that you know even a lot of white people would want to see that dynamic to see you know the growth in the entertainment industry so yeah but that's it's not really that uncommon unfortunately yeah and then i will say one of the movies whenever it came out everyone went to movies to watch it crazy rich asians and that was the first time i will say was the first time i actually saw in all Asian cast get that much appreciation yeah. for in theaters. I saw it three times. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only seen it once. Oh, you only see it once? It's hard for me to watch the same movie over and over and over again. I have to really love the movie. I only watched it three times because I went to go see it with a different group of people, and then my family wanted to watch it, and then the school played it. It was just, yeah. Oh, yeah I, I have saw friends that. that literally will watch the same movie 20 and 30 and 40 times. <laughs> I I'm cannot so do that. Serious. I'm so serious. You already know what happens. That's why I'm just I, like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm all right. BT did play a lot of our black films. And yep. I mean, I. Yeah, I Friday. Well, Friday was mostly I think on MTV, but you know, movies like that that are very, I guess, very representational of the black community, but at the same time, meant to be more for comedy purposes than the actual portrayal of you know black community and stuff like that. But I absolutely love BET, and yeah, they they really pushed. Uh, like black content out there, movies, uh, actresses, actors, a lot of them have really gotten their start on BET. So that, TV One, um, sometimes MTV, but mostly BET and TV One. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Good Times. Oh my goodness, I used to love that show. Oh, me too. Good Times Um, was so good. Gangs. Oh, yeah. So, whenever they put the movies out there, then it's making it seem like only black people or only Hispanic people are in gangs. Yeah, um, yeah, they do that. They do that with a lot. Like uh, a lot of movies and shows portray black people as being like hood rats or ghetto or super loud and obnoxious and like flamboyant about everything whether whether they're you know straight or gay or male or female just portraying us as these super extra people who i don't know have a liking to violence when that's usually never the case really like honestly so yeah and and that's like half of the problem like the negative portrayal of minority groups in media it can it can teach people to have the wrong perspective of other minority groups and then in turn it can create problems with like racism 
classism, sexism, it can create more and more problems because they're portraying us in media as thugs and, you know, different things like that, like Hispanic people, you know, they think, oh, they're trying to come across the border and they're like super violent and going to increase crime. And, um, you know, Asian people um, should always be portrayed as being smart and this, that, and, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. In the Heights. Oh, is no, I haven't. What's that about? This one guy, this main character, who's always wanted to go back to the Dominican Republic um, because he hasn't been there in so long and that's his home. Um, and then he says that New York is his home and stuff like that. And it's a musical. So it's like two hours. <laughs> but it was good. I loved it. I loved it. They don't really have a lot of minority uh, musicals. That's true. They really don't. I never even thought about that. I'm not a huge, like, musical person. Uh, but you're right. You're right. They don't really have that many, um, like, minority musicals and stuff like that. Remember the Oz with Michael Jackson and Whitney? Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone's wondering what the Oz was. They're like, "What's that?" But that's the like, they don't. Oh, you saying people are wondering what the Oz is? Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that Michael Jackson was a part of oh, the un, really? uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, wasn't he like the lion or something like that? I don't know. I no, 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 no. He was the scare. He was like the crow. He was the scarecrow because he was skinny. Oh yeah, he was the scarecrow. I was about to say it was whoever was like shy or something like that. Yeah, but that one was like really good, and they don't play it. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. give us, they give minorities a chance, but whenever their chance is up, it's never like an option like you know what i mean like an option yeah. to rewatch it so whenever netflix and hulu and um other streaming platforms whenever the black lives matter movement happened they suddenly had a black lives matter or a black history um section whenever it came to entertainment yeah. and i've never seen that displayed Never. No. So yeah, yeah. Say, it's it's really yeah, that that's also another thing. I'm I'm sorry, I'm gonna assume that I point out things like that, but that's also like another problem with a lot of things. Uh that these companies they don't wanna support until it can until they're trying to be on the right side of history type of thing. Like this prime month is going on. And now everywhere you go, every company you go to, there's a ringable flag and there's this and that. But in all actuality, they never support, you know, these various communities. They never really support Hispanic communities, black community, you know, black community, Asians. Like, they don't really support the communities. They're just trying to gain to their platform. They're, yeah, they're trying to gain a following and yeah. they think it's a trend. Yes. So... Hashtag BLM. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, you're hashtagging it, but are you, you know, doing something besides Even, hashtagging? Um, TikTok, right? So, um, although, you know, well, there are also TikTok stars, but 
even within the realm of TikTok, people believe that TikTok is like, oh, you know, this very inclusive social media platform where you can kind of go on there and be yourself. But there's actually been many, many situations, many problems with uh, with them removing content from like the gay community or from the black community or different things like that. And, you know, it's people, oh, they're either losing followers or their content is being muted or their video disappears altogether. And, you know, it's just, it's becoming a problem because then it's like when hatred is being spread on these platforms, they don't usually worry about that type of content. But when people are just on there being themselves, whether it's within a minority group, within their sexuality, within their religion, it's a problem. Like you, you get people coming at, you get hateful situations happening. Yeah, yeah. The USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, they did a study on like non-white people that co-starred or either starred in the top 100 uh, grossing films, so the films that made the most money in 2019, right? So they saw a 138% increase of minority representation um, since 2007. And so that means that 31 out of the 100 films that made the most money in the year of 2019 were, like I said, starred or co-starred a person of color. But my problem is the fact that between 2007 and 2019, we're still only at 31 of the 100 movies. And this is any, this is for anybody that's not white. <laughs> it's for any movie that, movie that co-starred or starred non-white people. And for it to only be 31 is a problem. It's it not even half. a problem because it's 2021. This is only two years from then. And I'm sure that these numbers are still probably pretty similar. And it's not even half. 31? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then still state, stating that female... BIPOC people and LGBTQ plus actors, they still continue to go unrecognized. This doesn't even really touch them and, and those communities in particular because why, I guess why would they? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is crazy that, you know, women, even, even though we are seeing an increase, it's barely anything. And then for 138% increase is a lot. But for the numbers to be what they are is barely anything. And then for females, for BIPOC people, for LGBTQ people to not even be represented really within these numbers, within, you know, the the statistics of it is truly sad. That literally shows me that there's been hardly any improvement. That's That's how I feel about it. It's only because whenever it comes to shows and movies, Whenever it comes to representation, I feel like they cast the majority first. And then they're like, oh, we got to represent everybody. Okay, so let's just cast one. The one person is a black female LGBTQ member. That's the only representation. So... I mean, it kind of makes sense on why it's only 30% because they're doing the minority. They're like, oh, okay, you guys want representation. 
we'll give representation, but the representation has to be one at a time. Uh, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, so. I, get, I get what you're saying with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I'm about to say, that's usually how surprise. You know what? You're right, though. Because now thinking about it, like, this is usually how it is. Oh, well, we'll add this one at a time type of thing. When, yeah, that's a little, that's rough. <laughs> so like, that's what, yeah. Imagine being like, oh, well, you know, you're a, you're a black you're a black woman who is, I don't know, pansexual or something like that. And yeah, to wait your turn to be represented in media, represented in media. Or, or you're a Asian woman who is a lesbian. You have to get it to be represented in media because we can't, we, we need to work you in there. We can't just let you be portrayed in media. We just have to work that in there to make sure that we still keep honest. Like, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like I get, I get that they're trying to. There's a process to everything, but that's that's kind of the meaning. I feel like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anime Wong, she is pretty much like uh, she's a Chinese American actress, uh, and she, you know, of course they they, they kind of highlight. It's she's kind of like little gangster, uh Chinese people. Their big break in Hollywood you know, type of thing. Like, she was working for them and working in Hollywood and stuff as an actress, but wasn't really being cast for roles that really represented her. And so she left. She decided to move to Europe and try acting there. And she started to get into more roles that kind of, like, represented her. But she kind of reached her breaking point when um, one of the directors wouldn't cast her for... A, a role of a Chinese woman and they decided to use a white actress instead. And so that kind of like pushed her and motivated her more to move back to, or, you know, go back to learn a little bit about her history, her ancestors, um, where she came from. And it really benefited her because then she started to reach more for roles that represented her, even if they were like lower budget movies, she didn't mind it. They represented her and her community. She stood up for that. And she then, you know, started her own show, which was called The Gallery of Madame Lu, Lu Song, um, which was the first television series with an Asian American lead. And that really gave the Asian American community their story. Nobody knows things like this. It's not taught, you know, it's not portrayed. Like, you don't see many Asian American shows now. And for this woman to be such a trailblazer for the community and everything like sure, there are even a lot of Asians that know about Madame Wong. <laughs> they don't know about her too much, I'm sure. So these are the kind of things that we need to be learning in school. Yeah, honestly. Just stuff like that. Like people don't think about how other societies outside of the white community, which is usually a combination of borrowed ideals, has affected, you know, us in currently. It's usually a person of color. And that's no offense to the white community because they they some of them have added, some of them have harmed, but some of them have added. So it's just the respect of culture, the respect of representation should be there. First off, not true that black women are usually angry angry, that's crazy. And um secondly, we're definitely the most 
underprotected, the most underrepresented. And so that drives anger, you know, when you're constantly being ridiculed or people don't care about something that happens to you. And so, you know, they, they portray women as these angry black women when in all actually we're just tired, I guess, tired of being treated wrong, you know? Yeah, and not being heard. Yeah. Not being heard. So yeah. It's gonna it's really gonna take a lot of changes um in the Hollywood world and the music industry and all these all of these different areas where we sh- a lot of minority groups should be more represented because they do some great things, you know. And it's not it's not like we're just talking about the black community or the Asian community or the Hispanic community or anything like that. Like we're talking about everyone and for all of these different communities outside of the white community only to be so underrepresented is literally unfair. It honestly doesn't make any sense. And the one thing that I did say after watching Crazy Rich Asians was this movie will open up the doors for movies for Indian actors and actresses and more representation for Hispanic actresses as well and actors. Because I cannot think of a movie that, you know, is out there for that has Indian actors and actresses as starring roles. Um, a show that I really like, which is uh, more, it's about, it has a lot of representation in there as well, but it's mostly about, um, like, it's an, a show about autistic people in general, which is a minority group, disabled, you know, individuals yeah. or individuals with, like, mental disorders and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Sort of minority, it's also a minority group, very mm-hmm. underrepresented. Very. Um, and it's, a, it's an amazing show. And a lot of people would say, like, oh, we didn't know that they could do that. Like, it's because you don't give them the chance. You don't give people the chance. Um, and when you do, like, like they, you know, like you said, they portray them as such negative things. Like, I would have expected before watching the show for me to watch the show and constantly see people in there screaming or constantly hitting or different things like that when in all actuality it wasn't it wasn't anything like that of mm-hmm. course they highlighted the struggles of you know being autistic and dealing with that but at the same time like they they didn't portray it in such a negative light or or something that's just so one-sided you, you did good thank you for being on my podcast oh no problem thank you for having me and Y'all can catch me and Otia over on the Great Talks Off Great Podcast for part two to this. Check out part two. In living color. Everybody here is equally kind. In living color. What's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. In living color. And how would you feel knowing everybody was different? From thin to thicker through thick and thin. And eagle physical trips was put to an end. In living Like a balloon, you see it's never too late and it's never too soon Take it from 
and prejudice was obsolete And all mankind danced to the exact beat And at night it was safe to walk down the street to my podcast i hope you enjoyed it because i enjoyed making it please don't forget to follow add subscribe to catch the next one stay blessed and remember to be the best you can be until next time have a nice one